I'm Jessie, your host, and welcome to a new episode of Marketing Talks by OSB. Today we are in Beirut and we have Roland on with us. Hello, Roland. Hey, how are you? How are you today? Thanks for joining nice us. Nice to be here. Thank you. We are so happy. Roland, let me introduce you first before we introduce our amazing topic. Uh, you are a digital marketing strategist. For the past 10 years, you assisted more than 230 brands. Wow. Yes. In increasing you made the, me look old. <laughs> in increasing the efficiency of their marketing function uh, and effort. And also, you are the founder of uh, Blue Grapes a boutique consulting firm specialized in digital marketing. Exactly. And let me say your campaigns, the, the ones you have conducted so far, exceeded 2,000. That's amazing. <laughs> and we are so happy to, uh, to, uh, for you to be with us here today as we're going to talk about Omnichannel, which is becoming a trendy topic. But some companies, uh, our beautiful community, still they're not really familiar with it. So maybe let's start by stating what do we mean by omnichannel, mm -hmm. right? And then we we'll discuss its importance and so forth. What do you think? Exactly, exactly. Yeah? Well, actually, omnichannel is a trendy word in marketing and digital marketing. So basically, let's start with the origins of yes. it, yes. and then we move on with the evolution. Yes. Well, first we started with uh, one-channel marketing. So, and this is this was the old traditional way of doing marketing. So okay. we use one channel. We communicate to people our value proposition, and we wait for the results to have them all. So basically, it was one ch one channel, one message to all. Okay. And then we moved on to multi-channel marketing. Yes. Multi-channel marketing, as the name suggests, it was based on having multiple channels, online, offline, and in each pillar, we have several things we can do. Okay. So several touch points we can do. Here also, there was one message for the entire target audiences because it's always several target audiences that we have yeah. so we are so serving several target audiences with one message across multiple channels okay of course this wasn't enough because as time passed and as the digital marketing evolved people wanted more and more personalized messages mm -hmm. especially after COVID. yeah during COVID and after COVID. during COVID, people spent all their day confined eating and watching Netflix and browsing online. So that was it. Yeah. So, yes. so it was like we, they were much, much more browsing online. Yeah. And this evolved the consumer behavior. They started to understand more e-commerce, understand more that, yes, I can order online everything. And it was convenient. Definitely. So they discovered the conveniency of online ordering. Yes. And thus, the conveniency of asking what they want. And this was a challenge for marketers because now the entire ecosystem changed. Instead of having one message for all, we needed to personalize more because everybody was competing on the same ground, which is on e-commerce and online. Yeah. So this is where cross-channel marketing became available. Okay. This is where we started conducting marketing campaigns offline linking them to online campaigns and in online campaigns we, we started linking uh, all the other channels so you would see an ad on facebook you click on it you would go to the website yeah. from the website you would be remarketed another value proposition mm. so it was like cross-channel marketing okay. here also it wasn't enough because people wanted more and more personalized care Mm. and attention. Mm -hmm. So this is where the word omnichannel marketing was coined. Okay. So let's create a digital and actually it's not digital, it's online and offline experience okay. 
individualized for each customer. Oh, wow. So this is very challenging for businesses. Very challenging. And we will talk about the consequences of this. Okay. So we can say, yes, we are working towards an omni-channel marketing strategy, but actually you will never have it. You are aiming for it, but it's you, you start with it, but you never finish because it's an ongoing process of yeah. segmenting, creating new content, individualizing, and everything is ever, ever changing. Okay. So this is omnichannel. How can I create a personalized experience to my user or to my target audience? A small example. Yes. Amazon did this a long time ago. Yeah, when you go into pandemic. Amazon yeah. and you log in into with your username and password, yes. all your recommendations will change. Mm. You will have recommendations personalized to you what you want. Based so on it's the easy. History, Even yeah. Google ads are personalized based on what you search for you usually. Browse, yes. Basically your device, what your device search for. YouTube, go to, to any YouTube and you will see that all the recommendations, all what they are proposing is almost personalized to your liking. So this is it. But now it's different because when I go into my website, I will see content that maybe you will not see if you go to the same website. So now mm. it's different because we need to understand what Jesse wants, what Roland wants, what anybody wants, and we need to personalize. So in a nutshell, yeah. instead of one central website, you will have several websites. Oh. Instead of one channel, you will have several, in the same channel, you will have several touch points. So you are segmenting and creating, even the social media content will be different. Even maybe we need to create more pages also, more accounts. So all of this, even the email marketing, the newsletter marketing is changed because you will have so many variables that each person will have a single track. So as a marketer, you need to plan all of this. So you need to foresee all of this and plan it. Nice. Just imagine the quantity of production that you need to do now. Wow, but how can we effectively trace the omni-channel marketing across all those touch points and sub-sites that you're mentioning? And how can we evaluate if they are effective? Well, basically we, we use conventional analytics. So analytics softwares like Google Analytics or even the analytics on social media for uh, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and even the analytics in your uh, automation software like uh, email marketing, for example. So all of these, will give you analytics about the behavior of people. Mm. But then again, you have so many channels and so many scenarios that you have created. So you need to keep an eye on everything. Mm -hmm. So which scenario is working better and is producing more, especially if you want to link it to e-commerce. Okay, amazing. So those software that you're talking about, are they specialized just for omni-channel or we're just talking, like you said, the general one like Google Analytics? No, actually it's a combination of softwares that exist, that already exist and that we know actually that exist. For example, email marketing. So email marketing is not something that is new. Marketing automation as a software exists since several years ago. Yes. So we use it. Uh, we use Google Analytics, but also we mix them with artificial intelligence uh, mm. softwares. Why? And I be think here AI yeah. will help us in this exactly, personalization. Because no human will be able to follow all of these scenarios. Mm. It's, it's, and it's fast. So just imagine you, 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 you get an email, you click on it, you will get another email directly. But then again, based on your behavior, if you go online, yeah. another email, you will get another exactly. email or another behavior from outside. So there is no human will, who will be uh, sitting here and waiting, 
especially when we have thousands and thousands of users. So it's artificial intelligence. So we mix all of this together in a way to create a machine. And this machine, our job is to simply maintain it and create new ways of using it. Okay, and what's the role of SEO in here? How much does it help us uh, since you mentioned the Google Analytics? And of course, basically, we know till now Google is the most used search engine. So shall we focus on SEO just on Google and SEO in general? Mm. Usually the rules of SEO and the dynamic of SEO works on all search engines. So it's, they follow the same rules. Yes. And basically these are, are the rules set by Google. So okay. we don't know all the criteria of Google. No one knows mm. because mm. you cannot. Yeah. You will have ultimate power. <laughs> so, but we know by fact what guidelines we need to, to, to follow. So SEO is the way to personalize the deliveries or deliverables to clients or to users. Because we know by fact that those who go to SEO to basically to search engines. A search engine. They put a and keyword. They would put a query. This query reflects a search intent. And this search intent is personal. So if I can mm. get this search intent and have my results appear in front of this user for that search intent, and if my metadata can reflect whatever they are searching for, they will click. So they will feel as if this link is for them. It's, yeah. So just imagine the possibilities here. So it is basic SEO. This is what we do. Mm. But instead of putting one, let's say, page, and all the traffic will be going to this page, we need to create several pages based on segmentation. Okay. So if I have several seg segments I want to serve, I would create for each segment a product page, mm -hmm. very specific product page to suit their preferences. Oh, wow. So just imagine how many product pages and how many versions I will create. Okay, uh, so so here this is not manual, definitely. It's not manual, right? There is part of it that is manual. So oh, at wow. the end, there is a human planning all of this. Segmentation is done basically manually. Mm. So we segment, we brainstorm, we do all of this work. We research our segments. We find the niches because niche marketing is the key to successful omnichannel marketing. Mm. Why? Because usually you go with a global market and then you segment to major segments. Yes. And this is it. This, these are your segments. You start working on them. Okay. And if one or two or three niches appear and they are attractive, you go ahead and work with them. But with omnichannel, it's all niche market. So you will segment, segment, mm. and segment until you find a group of niche markets that you will serve. And for each new niche market, you will create the entire touch points mm. because everything will change. Listen, there are new studies now that say the Generation Z, instead of going to a search engine and looking for what they want, they're going for social media directly. Exactly. So the search or those keywords or this query that you're talking about is omnichannel. I mean, what's exactly. the role of social media in this omnichannel? It yeah. applies as well. It applies yeah? for, for, for in two different aspects. Okay. The first aspect we know about it, we were using hashtags and SMO. So social media optimization. Okay. So this is where we optimize our content to suit keywords, keyword search. Yes. So this is the first aspect. It exists. It already exists, and we apply it. Hala, actually, applying it respects the same rules of SEO. So we do uh, the same research uh, that okay. we do. We get all the keywords that we want to work on, and we apply them to our posts. So this is it. Now, the second aspect, 
you can see it now on Google actually. <coughs> Whenever you search on Google, you will start getting results from Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, True. Facebook, etc., etc. So it, it's it's more and more being used. Connected. So meaning what? Google is using social media media to raise uh, to to basically get deliver uh, results. So. Combine, let's combine the two ideas. Okay. So Google is, is using social media as sources of results. Okay. And social media has its own, let's say, built-in search engines inside of them. So, so it's the same. So SEO is so important on, on, on the two pillars. So it's not only on Google. So even if you don't have a website, you can get found on Google. Mm. Since you have an Instagram page, you have a Facebook and you have LinkedIn. Just optimize the content. Uh, what about the Lebanese market? Do you have any insights about the Lebanese market? Well, whether they do search uh, search engine first or social media first? Well, basically, they use social media first, mm -hmm. uh, depending on the segment. But you talked about the Generation Z, which is completely online, fully online. Okay. So, uh, yes, and they are fully connected on social medias. So, they are very well aware of this entire digital uh, ecosystem. Uh, they are native to it. So it's not like us. Yeah. So we're native to. <laughs> we actually we're not even native to Facebook. So basically, yeah. So oh, I was on, 14 when young, Google appeared. Long, huh? <laughs> you you were younger, much more younger. <laughs> so basically, yeah. So uh, they know it by heart, and yes, it is very much influential influential for them. So they will have a lot uh, to see, and they will have a lot to click on, and they search for personalized searches. Listen, small businesses usually when they start, or any any kind of business, usually when they start, that you feel like they are confused. We don't know who is our target segment. Mm. And this whole omni-channel is about knowing who is your target exactly. segment. Exactly. It's, it's very hard. How can we help them out? Because usually they tell they tell you, we can sell to everyone. We can sell everywhere. Yeah, exactly. uh, this is too general. No, well, you have I, to Actually, narrow. I hear it also with small yeah. businesses. I have no competitors even. I will go <laughs> further. So, and this, one, this is where I see the... <laughs> I, I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, when, when they say this, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. So yeah, it's heavy on segmentation and businesses need to acquire new skills. I, I work with startups a lot as a consultant yeah. and I help them to build the business their business models and then create a profitable business model. You know, so, so so shall we say maybe it's better to get a professional help so that they sell yes, for you who is your target is, segment? This is this is exactly what I wanted to yeah. say, but I want to add. Yeah, there are certain skills that you need to acquire before going into a small business or building your startup. We cannot simply let's say look the other way anymore. You need to have these skills. As a startup, you need to have sales skills marketing skills, mm. business strategy skills. Mm. If you don't have them, go acquire them and then come and dream about your startup. This is my advice for all uh, startups or business owners or future business owners. Learn how to sell, learn how to market online, offline, mm. learn how to strategize and then go and launch your company. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't know all of these, it's one way, it's a one-way ticket for to failure now. So we talked mostly online for the omni-channel. How can we create a seamless uh, exactly. uh, omni-channel Well, actually, omni-channel goes both way, online, offline. Okay. But for example, if you go into your, let's say, uh, into a web page, and it is personalized to your liking, to your preferences, etc. Yeah. And then at the end of the transaction, it's not an online transaction at full. So it's mixed between online and offline. So it starts online and then 
the offline delivery should be done at, at the physical store. Yeah. So this is where in the physical store, we need to create this personalized experience. Mm. And so let's it's a say, challenge. Yeah, definitely. So let's say they give you the order number order or a number, barcode so that they coupon, know. Uh, the display itself should be very similar to what you saw on the website. Uh, everything should be almost the same. So you need to really create an experience that is personalized. Do you have any example in mind of a company that is excelling in this? Well, actually, last week I was with Pierre Fabre. Pierre Fabre is, you know, an international, on a global scale, basically, a pharmaceutical company. And they are working very hard, very hard to create a complete omni-channel experience to their clients. And it went through their e-commerce websites. So in order to have a really clean, uh, personalized experience, whether it is uh, the packaging or the the user experience on the pages, how they order, what they get, the the content they get, the advice they get. So all of this was pre-planned, and even demonstration or trials. So at a certain number of locations, if they want to try the the product or anything, because they work on cosmetics and dermatology. So it was really a, a big a big project. And they are still on. It is still ongoing, and it is their uh, main target for the years to come. So basically, you start working on omnichannel, but you never finish it. Mm. Why? Because there is always a new niche to 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 conquer, to to work with, a niche market. There is always new content to create. There is always a new trend to create. There is always emerging preferences and emerging needs that you need to be aware of. Mm. So you start with it, but you never finish it. So this is your target. This is a way of thinking, actually. And this is the strategy and the vision we work on. So it's always ongoing. So when you say there's always a new market, are we talking about market development here? So maybe we're talking about cosmetics. They focus on ladies who are between 18, let's say, and 30. Mm -hmm. So when you say new market or, or new segments, are we talking about a new age group? Are we talking about, for example, women working within that, those age groups, let's mm -hmm. say, uh, what do we mean by new segments always it's, it's, evolving? It's not only demographics. So okay. we know by fact, and this is traditional, that demographics are a keystone in any segmentation effort that we would like to do. But then again, the technology is changing. With new technologies, new markets will emerge. Not only this, with new technologies, new solutions are created to old and new problems. Okay. And sometimes segmentation is about diversification. So we are all solving the same sol the same problem, but we offer it in another way. Mm -hmm. So now it's up to you as a user or as a consumer to choose how you want to be served. It's that much complicated. So it's not only I'm serving this target market, this is multi-channel marketing. I'm serving this target market, that target market, these are the demographics. No, actually I'm serving this target market, which I divided into several niches, and this niche would like to be served that way, and this other niche would like to see it online, and this other niche would like to see it on an application, and this other niche still wants to hear our voice, mm. and this last niche would like to chat and ask questions, and in return have answers, and this is where chatbots come in handy, mm. because you will not have enough people to simply go Definitely. and chat and be personalized. Okay, but I have a question. For those who turn on the turn on the um, the privacy uh, uh, 
what do we call it the the one when when you don't want to uh, know the algorithm what you're looking for mm. and or sometimes they open a new tab under incognito mm -hmm. so here would it impact this uh, omni-channel and customization and personalization experience? Because maybe they don't know my my history, mm -hmm. my browsing history. So how are they going to recommend for me uh, the best landing page, let's say? True. Well, it, it will affect the analytics. It will affect the algorithm. But omni-channel relies on the behavior of the consumer. So if this consumer clicks, we, the, we will show him what comes next. It's like a huge house oh. and there is several rooms and to pass from one room to the other you need to open the door mm. and go and close the door behind you so unless you open the door i will not show you the second room so he needs or she needs to click okay. once they click something will be triggered Ah, so that click so will be the direction. Yeah, even if they are uh, incognito, the, the experience will start changing. Mm -hmm. Of course, at a certain point in omni-channel, and this comes early actually, it's not, it does not come late in the steps. Early in the steps, we try to, as much as possible, to identify the person by email, num phone number, uh, uh, name, uh, uh, Facebook uh, account. So mm -hmm. we ask him or her to really identify yourself. Who are you? And if they are interested, they will willingly do so. Thus, we are serving them on a personalized level. It's it's basically it's a continuous it's a continuation of permission marketing. The concept of permission marketing that Seth Gooden uh, pinned several years ago. So we ask for their permission. If they give their permission, we can do whatever we want. Mm, mm. So that's it. They gave me the permission since they gave me their contact info. Listen, and what is the what is the role of mobile marketing in omnichannel? It is a backbone. backbone. More than ninety percent of traffic goes online. Online. So we are relying on apps. We are relying on websites. We are relying on social media. So everything goes inside mm -hmm. our phones, and it's easily track traceable. By the way. Ah, listen, and if there's a company that just have a, a, an offline store. Do they have to prepare and consider an omni-channel strategy from, from day one before they start their e-commerce site? Well, yeah, they, they, would, they would plan it, of course. But then again, their options will be limited. Nobody starts big with omni-channel. Okay. You start small and slow, and then you start adding up because a lot of testing, a lot of trial and error mm. exists. So it's not like, yeah, this is it. This is like a catalog and you simply apply it. No, it does not work like that. You start small and slow, and then then start adding. So and this is why it needs several uh, years. And do we have a department for the omni-channel control in-house, or do um, we hire, do we outsource? It depends on the resources available. But usually, I am always a partisan of having someone in-house. <laughs> Nobody knows your stuff as much as you. Exactly. Simply. The so, DNA. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they, have, they will have the DNA. Now, the problem is uh, recruiting and preparing this, this type of resource, these type of resources to be ready to really understand what they are doing. And multinationally, is there a company that is said to be the best in Omnichannel? Well, I would think, I would think with Amazon. Amazon is good at what they do. Uh, Pierre Faber, I had the pleasure and the privilege of working with them last, last week. So, yeah, they are working very hard. So all, all multi-channel companies, retail multi-channel companies, they work very hard on omni-channel. And uh, they're really advanced in this. 
So now you, with you, AI, I think this exactly. is exactly it is, uh, makes things, things faster much faster. easier, faster and much easier. So yes, we can start really uh, saying that yeah, we we are applying uh, uh, omni-channel marketing. So all retail international brands have omni-channel. Actually, a very simple example: whenever you go into a big brand the website, they would ask you from where are you visiting us and since you are you are from the Middle East or Lebanon we will show you this website version True. so they would always uh, already they are funneling you exactly. and this is where you start more and more going deep into their scenario do you have any last advice uh, regarding omnichannel maybe well, highlighting <laughs> maybe we're highlighting again its yeah. importance also yeah it's it's mainly segmentation omnichannel marketing is about understanding your customer uh, the customer not only comes first, you need to understand exactly who they are and you need to personalize as much as possible. We, we're not talking with, we're not dealing anymore with very much hey, blocks of, of people. We are dealing with individuals with specific needs. You need to put yourself in their shoes True. and try to create as much scenarios as possible to answer all the possible questions. And as a marketer, this is your job now to imagine all of this and to apply and we're heading in uh, like you said we're heading into micro marketing not just exactly. small groups of people even one-on-one literally one-on-one exactly, one -on -one. exactly one -on -one. and this is why nike and dell they are allowing their customers to customize their own products to design exactly. choose the fabrics the colors on their website so they're they are literally literally going one-on-one -on -one. the more you personalize the better you will be at selling value and creating value to your customer and that's it I think also all of this will help in building the loyalty, building the Of course, uh, it, will build, the it will build huge loyalty, high levels of loyalty with your customer base and, uh, and they will start referring people to you and most likely people that are like them. So, yeah. Similar. Yeah. Similar. Similar. Great. Uh, Ronal, I want to thank you so much. Thank it was you. a very, was very, very interesting very session much. and episode today. And I'm sure our beautiful community will benefit also from this I episode. Hope so too. Thanks once again for joining Thank us you. and we'll see you in the next one.